0: I'm your host and reader, Nerdy Nerdenstein. The story is ours now. we can't have it back. Please be warned that the stories featured can and will contain explicit sexual content and is not intended for young audiences. Today I'll be reading Personal Quality Assurance, by nickelkeep The rating for this fic is explicit. The pertinent tags for this fic include: alternate universe, modern setting, mechanic dean winchester, adult toy maker castiel, castiel and gabriel are siblings, masturbation, sex toys, dildos, cast makes dildos, anal, anal play, anal fingering, anal sex, rimming, blowjobs, strangers to lovers implied self-cest fluff and smut tentacle dildos custom dildos lots of dildos
1: if there's a question bottom.
0: Personal Quality Assurance Written by Nickel Keep Read for you by Nerdy Nerdstein
1: sure that that test. Test
0: Honestly, it started with Dean needing a present for Sam and Eileen's wedding. He had seen their registries, and while he could go with the silverware or the towels, he knew them better. So Dean pulled up that Etsy website they were always looking at, and he found them what he thought was a beautiful chandelier that he would install for them. Then he happened to come across dice bags. He needed a new one after Charlie had bought him new dice for his birthday. Then he remembered he was supposed to be planning Charlie's bachelorette party, being her handmaiden of honor or something like that. What were the odds he could find those kinds of things on Etsy? As he lost himself in the vast underworld known as Etsy, he found the last thing he expected—adult toys. No stranger to toys himself, Dean had often browsed sites like Bad Dragon longingly, often wondering what he would do with one of their pieces. But looking at Etsy, Dean learned that there was a lot more available on the market, and a lot more that catered to his tastes. While the commercial sites had set pieces you could size and colorize— These smaller stores on Etsy were willing to help draw up the dildo of your dreams. One store, A&D Designs, ranked higher than all the rest. He clicked on their name and went to their storefront. They had pieces that ranged from your standard run-of-the-mill dick to thick, knotted monsters to gorgeous, curved tentacles. Dean drooled at the sight and silently reminded himself to pick up a lottery ticket on his next grocery run. As he browsed, his eyes kept fluttering back to a specific dildo. It was as though the sculptor had pictured Dean's dream dick and made it for him. According to the stats on the page, it was seven and a half inches with a two-inch diameter and gloriously veiny. Despite being able to have all of his hentai dreams come true, his eyes kept going back to the piece they titled The Angel of Thursday. Dean clicked on the link and added it to his cart precisely the way they had it. He didn't want to change a thing about it. Now all Dean had to do was wait. And looking at that piece, that glorious cock, he didn't think he'd be able to. Over the next two weeks, the packages Dean ordered arrived. First, the dice bag he had ordered. Then the supplies for Charlie's Bachelorette Party. Even the custom chandelier came first. Finally, the package from A&D Designs. The moment Dean had the box in the door, he ran it back to the bedroom, practically stripping out of his clothes along the way. He ripped into the box, took out the care instructions, keeping them to the side and pulling out the satin bag holding his newest prized possession. Dean slowly slid the dildo out of the bag, admiring the shape and heft of his new toy. For a moment, he even wondered if he could handle it. He took a deep breath to steel his nerves before he grabbed the lube out of his nightstand. Dean liberally squirted lube onto his fingers as he started massaging his asshole. He wanted this badly, needed it. He slid his first finger in, slowly working it in and out before sliding in his middle finger. He whimpered slightly at the stretch, having not touched himself since ordering the piece and slightly regretting it now that he's held it in his hand. He slid his fingers out and added more lube before pressing them back in, adding a scissoring motion to the thrusting he had already been maintaining. Dean finally slipped in a third finger, moaning at the light burn that quickly faded away. After a few more thrusts, Dean slid his fingers out again, this time to focus on lubing up the dildo and to truly explore it. He squirted more lube in his hand before clicking the bottle closed and setting it on the nightstand. Dean wrapped his hand around the head of the cock, letting the lube drip down the sides. He licked his lips and let out a silent prayer to whoever would listen to him that he could take this, all of this. He repositioned his hand, barely able to wrap all the way around the dildo, and slowly started to jack it up and down, liberally lubing it up. Once satisfied, Dean lined the head of his dildo up with his asshole and slowly started to press it in. The burn and the stretch from his fingers was nothing compared to what he was experiencing, but he wanted more, and he needed more. Dean's head fell back, eyes closed as he whimpered and moaned. Dean tried so hard to take his time. He wanted to savor every inch that slid inside him, but it seemed like it happened so fast. He bottomed out, the dildo entirely inside him, stretching him out, making him want to cry out from the pain, the pleasure, all of it. Once Dean was used to the feeling, he slowly slid it back out, determined to fuck himself senseless with his new toy. He slid it back in, making sure to hit his prostate, stars shining in the back of his eyes. Each slide-out was a torture, emptiness eating away at him. Each thrust-in was faster, harder, ripping moans and curses Dean didn't even know he had in him. It didn't take long. Dean came, harder than he could remember ever coming before. And I didn't even touch my own cock. He fell back on the bed, spent. Once he got his wits about him, he cleaned himself off, as well as his newest favorite toy, and headed out to his laptop. He pulled up the page for A&D Designs to leave a review for his purchase. Five stars. Easily the best toy I've ever purchased for myself. I've never enjoyed myself as much as I have with this toy. We'll certainly buy from this seller again. Before Dean closed down the page, he saw that the shop had opened up slots for commissions. Curiously, he clicked on the link to see what that meant. We have caught up on all our custom orders. We are reopening customer orders. Be quick as our slots, ha ha, fill up fast. It's $50 down to reserve your spot and the rest is due upon completion of your request. All you have to do is tell us what you want, and our artist will sketch up a design for you, send it back, and with your approval, we make it for you. Don't wait too long. Reserve your spot now. Dean couldn't resist. Angel of Thursday would probably always be his favorite, but hot damn, he could get a custom piece too. He clicked the Add to Cart button and clicked on Checkout as quickly as he could. Once he got confirmation that he had indeed purchased one of the commission spots, he closed his laptop, headed to the fridge, and grabbed himself a beer. The next morning, Dean woke up to an email from A&D Designs, specifically their owner, some guy named Gabe. Dean had put some coffee on and sat down to read it. "'Good morning, Impala 67. Thank you for commissioning a custom piece from Andy Designs. There are no limits to your imagination,' And there is no shaming on your kinks. What you want, we will do our best to make it happen. We need a few things from you first. As you are aware, all custom pieces must start with a base. You can pick from one of these three Angel of Monday, Angel of Wednesday, or Morning Star. Or you have the option of sending in a mold of a phallus that you prefer. If you choose the last option, please note that it'll take extra time based on how long it takes for you to return the mold kit to us. If the mold kit fails, we will, by default, use the Angel of Monday model. If you have any questions, please email us. Otherwise, click on the link below to start the customization process. Thanks again for choosing A&D Designs. Gabe Dean was slightly disappointed that Angel of Thursday wasn't available as a base but chuckled to himself that he realized that you probably can't do much to improve on perfection. He clicked on the link and looked at the bases. Angel of Monday was a nice average dick, probably the one used as the base for most of their creations. Angel of Wednesday was long and scary, probably more than Dean could handle. Morning Star? Dean just shook his head, not even going there. Would it be weird if he did the mold option? I mean, he was going to customize it, so he wouldn't be fucking himself, right? He pulled the waistband of his sweatpants away from his waist and looked down. Yeah, when he was done and got what he wanted, it wouldn't look like his cock at all. He clicked the box for the mold. How many people could say that there's a dildo of themselves floating around out there? Besides porn stars, of course. After writing up what he wanted, a two-tentacle piece... One that goes in his ass and the other that wraps around his cock. Dean hits send. Now, he just needed to sit back and wait until the mold kit arrived.
1: Test it out. Find a way to show what would happen if you were incorrect. Test it out. Well, fact is just a fantasy. Unless it can be checked. Make a test.
0: Cass sat at his drawing table, sketching out the design for yet another custom dildo. How he ever let his brother talk him into this crazy idea, he'll never understand. Gabe's the one who likes porn. Gabe's the one who does movies, directs them, dates the stars. He just assumed Cass would be on board because he's gay, happened to have dildos, and likes to draw. Hey, Cass, that custom order that wanted the mold? Gabe sauntered in with a package in his hand. The mold came back today. Want to crack it open, make sure it turned out okay? Cass rolled his eyes. Give it here, Gabriel. He opened the box and pulled out the tube that was used for molding. Well, it looks like they followed the instructions, okay. He opened the lid and looked in. Huh. Looks pretty good from first glance, too. I'll run the negative. I can't believe it. Somebody who can actually follow instructions. Don't sound so surprised. I can follow instructions, Gabe laughed. It took three tries, Gabe. And I'm still scarred on a daily basis. You don't have to work with your brother's dicks every day. Cass walked out of the room, followed by his brother. I mean, seriously. Do you still need to make fantasy dildos? Casa erotica is doing great. You've got Collie. We can shut this all down. What? Are you serious? This is the biggest revenue maker, Cassie. And it's all thanks to you and your hard work. Gabe snickered at his unintended innuendo. I mean... You figured out the perfect ratio. You make beautiful cocks and tentacles. Custom orders are gone within an hour of making them available. Poor are living the life. Yeah, let me tell you how much my love life appreciates what I do for a living. Cass entered the mixing room and started mixing together the ingredients for the negative mold. What do you do for a living? Well, I make dildos. Cass cuts a look at Gabe. I usually don't get a second date, Gabriel. Gabriel shrugged. There are plenty of people in the industry, Cass. Just got to give them a chance. Nope. I'm sure they're wonderful people, and they do great work, and they're hard workers. Cass waited as Gabe laughed again. But this isn't what I want to do, and I don't see myself in this life forever. Cass slowly poured the mixture into the mold before tapping out the bubbles. As long as everything was done correctly, that'll be set in 24 hours. Now, is there anything else you need? Otherwise, I need to go finish the newest knotted dildo that was commissioned. Ooh, that sounds like fun. Can I come see? Get lost, Gabriel. The next day, Cass pulled up the order that went along with the mold he was making. It was for some person named Impala 67. They wanted a double tentacle piece. Cass sighed. At least he would get some of his animation chops in on this piece. If only his professors could see him now. He started sketching out the basics of the piece when the timer for the mold went off, hoping that everything sat correctly. It would give him a break from working with Gabe's dick as the base piece as per the norm. Cass slowly peeled away the cardboard tube that kept the plaster in place. The good news was that there was no spillage or leakage. That meant that Impala 67 had at least got the mixture right. Now, as long as there were no foreign fluids, Cass shuddered at that memory, or other objects that would have weakened the mold, he would be able to crack it open and have a decent negative to work with. He grabbed a hammer and a chisel and made quick work of the plaster, exposing what could possibly be one of the most beautiful cocks he had ever seen. Sure, there were still little pieces of plastic hanging off of it, but once he cleaned this off and got it into a mold, QA testing would need to be done. Cass took care in cleaning off the negative mold. He wasn't sure why, but this needed to be perfect. He added the additional pieces that would be needed for the final mold. Wait, this isn't the final mold, Cass thought to himself. He only needed this as the base for the tentacles. He was supposed to sculpt off this. Cass shook his head. He's never made a dildo for himself. He's tested some of the others to make sure they would be okay for selling, but he wanted this one. He needed this one. He could still use the negative after making a mold for one for himself. He peeked over his shoulder before starting the mold box, and Gabe be damned he was going to have this one. Cass finished creating the mold for Impala 67's cock. He still wasn't sure what came over him, but he let it set and went back to his office to continue on the sketch. He looked at what he started and decided it wasn't good enough. Cass ripped the vellum off his desk and crumpled it, tossing it over his shoulder. Starting fresh, Cass brought in what he knew about the negative he held, the length, their circumference, and sketched it out before bringing his anime knowledge out. In their order, Impala 67 had mentioned hentai, and Cass knew that he could deliver it. He twisted the one that he assumed would be going into Impala's ass, giving 360-degree texture from the suckers. He curly-cued the one that would wrap around what he was hoping was Impala's delicious cock in a tight, firm embrace. Cass found himself getting hard as he sketched out the drawing, something that had never happened before. Cass tried to take a deep breath to calm himself down. For the first time since agreeing to work with Gabriel, he wanted to do this work. He wanted to be hands-on. He needed to complete this piece, knowing that he satisfied the other person. As he reached down to adjust his pants, Gabe came striding into the office. "'Hey, uh, Cass, what's going on with the mold in the mold room?' "'Which order is that?' Gabe stopped and looked at his brother. "'You okay there?' "'Yeah, just fine.' Cass looked at the clock. About four hours had passed since he started the mold, meaning it should be done. It was a test for the self-mold. "'Right.' Gabe winked as he walked over to the desk. "'How's the custom orders today?' Cass shifted uncomfortably in his seat just fine this is actually the drawing for that one i'm going in to finish cleaning it up and scan it in sounds great gabe clasped his shoulder why don't you do that and then take an extended lunch break gabe snickered before walking out of the room Cass groaned knowing his brother knew him way too well he finished cleaning up the sketches promised before pulling out the scanner He ran it over the art, uploading it to their server. Once done, he stood up and stretched, before heading over to the mold room. The mold for Impala 67 was set. He split it open, testing to make sure it would work. Cass cheered to himself as it came apart cleanly and the negative slipped out neatly. He put the mold back together and whipped up some silicone to pour into it. Cass thought that the extra work—cleaning the mold, prepping the mold, pouring the silicone—would calm his nerves kill his heart on Instead, he found himself getting more worked up, more turned on. He was needier, hornier. He could barely wait for the silicone to set another six hours. Cass enjoyed edging, but this was borderline torture for him. The day went by painfully slow. Cass cursed himself for not taking the extended lunch break that Gabe had suggested, but he wanted to enjoy the dildo, wanted to have that fullness while his balls were heavy. He stayed late, Working on additional orders, making extra inventory, working on filling orders that came in for the regular stock, Cass repeatedly checked in on the Impala cock, as Gabriel had come to call it, along with joking that Cass couldn't wait to take it for a ride. Cass really wanted to punch his brother. When it was finally set, Cass couldn't break it out of the mold fast enough. He cleaned it off, admiring it more now that it looked like a real cock. It was stunning and Cass practically drooled at the thought of it inside of him. He slid it into his bag and headed home, ready to do some QA. Cass got home and took the stairs two at a time to his apartment. His mind was focused on one thing, getting that dildo up his ass. He fumbled with his keys, unlocking the door after struggling to slide the key into the slot. He cursed and stumbled into his living room, pulling the dildo out and dropping his bag on the floor. Pieces of clothing littered the floor as Cass took them off on the way to his room. Cass grabbed the lube from the top of his dresser and laid down on his bed, his heart beating frantically with anticipation. He finished slipping out of his boxers and squirted lube onto his fingers, sliding one in without hesitation. Impala's cock was long, probably a little longer than his own, but not as wide. It looked like it would fit him perfectly, and he needed it inside of him more than he thought possible. He slid a second finger in, thrusting and scissoring them in, stretching himself as quickly as he could. Cass stopped long enough to loop up his dildo. He memorized the length with his hand, imagined that he was the one taking care of Impala's needs. Cass lined up the dildo with his ass and slid it in, the burn warming him, making him feel whole. He moaned as he bottomed out, wanting so badly to call out a name. He started moving it in and out, targeting his prostate, his hand wrapped around his own cock. Cass lost himself, in the movement and the rhythm of the dildo in his fist. Cass squirmed in pleasure, his toes curling up as he came, white-hot spurts up on his stomach and chest. Fuck. Cass fell back on his pillow, slowly coming down from his high. That was incredible. He cleaned himself up, sliding on a pair of PJ pants, before pulling out his laptop and turning it on. He pulled up the information for Impala 67 and wrote up a quick email. Dear Impala 67, We are thrilled to let you know that your mold was successful. We were able to pull a clean cast out of it, and we will be able to use it to proceed with your custom order. Once you approve the preliminary sketch included in this email, we do have another inquiry for you. Our QA staff suggested that your phallus would be very popular as its own dildo. We would be willing to come up with a royalty agreement if you were interested. You are under no obligation at all. Please let us know what you think of the sketch. Your artist, Cass. Cass clicked enter before he could second-guess his actions. He could deal with Gabe's taunting in the morning. Now it was time for leftover Chinese food and beer. The next morning, Cass was not surprised to have a coffee placed in his hand and humiliation in his ear. Really, Cass? Our QA staff? Gabe laughed. Our QA staff is you. Shut up, Gabriel. Cass took a sip of his coffee, which, surprisingly, had been fixed the way he liked it. It was good. Obviously, you offered to sell the person's dick on our store, Gabriel laughed. If he says yes, we're calling it the Impala dick. No. Aw, come on, Cass. Gabe slapped his brother's back. You know it's cute. Ooh, you know what'll be better? What, Gabriel? If he says yes and comes here to sign all the paperwork for royalties and stuff. Gabe laughed as cast turned bright red. Oh, I bet you didn't think that part through. You've got a crush on a guy because of their dick and you have no idea what they look like. And you might have to face them after impaling yourself on it. Gabe laughed even harder. Seriously, I'm doing some version of Impala or Impale if he says yes. Cass's computer and Gabe's phone went off at the same time. Impala67 had responded to Cass's email. Hey Cass, your sketch is awesome. That's even better than what I pictured. I think you and I may have watched the same animes. Wink. I was just curious about what the colors were going to be. It's only a sketch and there's no mention of colors in the email itself. As for the other offer, I'm flattered. Like... "'Seriously, that's awesome. "'I don't think I've ever been told my dick would be a popular sex toy before. "'But if you think it'll sell, I'm game for it, "'and I can always use a few extra bucks. "'If you guys want to set up a meeting, let me know, "'and I can bring my lawyer along for the paperwork. "'Thanks again, Dean. Impala67.'" Gabe laughed as he finished reading the email and looked at Cass's face. (laughs) "'Well, I guess this is my lucky day. "'Do I get to tell him you're my QA staff, too?' No, I'm responding to the email. Cass smacked Gabe's hand away from his phone. Last thing I need is you scaring away a client. Right, and you're not going to scare him away with talk of his phallus and our QA staff? At least I don't giggle at the mention of slots, using but in a sentence or the number 69. Gabe laughed despite his best effort not to. Thank you for proving my point, ass. Okay, okay, Cass, emailing back. Find out how far away he is. I'll let Michael know the date we need him here with a contract. Gabe started to exit the room. Oh, and if he's cute and into dudes, don't fuck that up either, okay? Cass rolled his eyes as he responded to the email. Dean, I was an animation major and I am a fan of anime, so it was pretty easy to figure out what to draw for you once the inspiration hit. I'm glad that you like it. And as for colors, my apologies. The last email was supposed to ask you what colors you would like. I can give you my opinion, but it's your piece. Also, we are excited to hear that you will take us up on the offer. We have a lawyer on retainer, so whenever you and your lawyer are available, it would work for us. We're located in Palo Alto, California, and can give you an exact address when you have the date available. And I assure you, QA thinks it would sell amazingly. Just don't let Gabe come up with the name. And yes, he can see this email. No, I don't care. Hope to hear from you soon. Cass. Dean had set up the office for the morning. He personally only had one car scheduled for the day, and it was in the afternoon, so he figured he could catch up on some of the paperwork he had been neglecting. He had been pleasantly surprised when A&D had told him that his dick was toy-worthy, and he figured that he would bite when they said that they would offer royalty payments. He also threw in bringing a lawyer to see if that would scare them away. As he filed away another invoice for the 69 Shelby that Benny had detailed, his computer dinged informing him of another email. It was from that cast person at A&D. Dean read over the email, noting that they were an anime fan, and had an idea for colors, but wanted his opinions. But what caught his eye, and surprised him the most, was that they were also based out of Palo Alto. He had moved out here and set up his shop after Sam graduated, and he wanted to stay in the area. Huh. Dean picked up his phone and swiped through his contacts. Hey, Sammy. No, I'm fine. What are you doing for lunch? Can you swing by the shop? An hour or so later, Sam showed up and sat down in the office. So, lunch. What do you need, Dean? Don't eat your salad yet. I don't want to clean up the carpet. Dean turned his monitor to face his brother. Dude, Dean, I don't need to know about your sex toy purchases. Sam squinted at the email. Wait, they want to turn you into a sex toy? Are you trying to brag or... I get you through your fancy school and you can't even keep reading? Sam rolled his eyes but continued reading. Oh, oh... You want me to join you to make sure this contract is legit? I could have asked Eileen. Dean winked. I'm so glad you didn't. She would have kicked your ass. And I would have had to bail her out of jail. Sam sighed. Yeah, when are we going? When are you free? They're apparently here. Oh shit. Sam shrugged and pulled out his calendar. See if they can do Friday. The office is doing a golf thing, and I don't golf. I'll email them. Now, can you eat your salad? It's kind of making my burger sad. Dean smirked as he picked on his brother. Hey, Cass. I just finished having lunch with my lawyer. He's available this Friday if you guys are. Also, I would be interested in the colors you were thinking. I mean, you are the artist, right? By the way, if it's not too much, can I ask what your favorite animes are? I used to get picked on for watching them, so it's awesome to talk to another person who appreciates them. Talk to you soon dean dean wondered a lot of things about cast that day what was cast short for why is cast designing dildos and not making cartoons or animes like they went to school for would cast like the anime he did would cast like the other things dean did did cast design angel of thursday dean really wanted an email back from cast and every time his computer alerts went off he ran back to his office That totally wasn't the reason he chose that bay today, not at all. Even Benny, Garth, and Victor noticed something was up. Especially with Sam coming for lunch at short notice, but they didn't dare question him. Dean threw the rag that he was using to clean up the 58 Chevy Bel Air in front of him over his shoulder when his computer went off again. He fought every urge to go run to it, but still turned and walked quickly. Hello, Dean. Sorry for the delay. We wanted to make sure our lawyer could be here on Friday. What's the point of keeping him on retainer? And he will. Gabe and I are surprised that you can do it so quickly. As for the colors, I was thinking of ocean shades, blues and greens. I've perfected a way to do a gradient, and we can pick one color, maybe the green, for the suction cups, and the other in the gradient for the rest. If that doesn't match your idea, I completely understand." As for anime, well, the list is long. I wasn't introduced to it until college, and I've been catching up ever since. I actually got into animation because of, and please don't laugh as Gabe teases me all the time, Disney movies. He continually tells me how weird it is for a grown man to enjoy them, but I do. Along with being good at art, I knew what I needed to do with life. I just realized I put a lot into this email. Sorry if I weirded you out. I've included our address. We look forward to meeting you on Friday. Cass. Dean smiled as he read the email. Cass was a weird, nerdy guy, and he enjoyed that. He wanted to sit down at his desk and write back immediately, but knew he needed to get back to work. Only an hour left. If he finished up the Bel Air faster, he could go as soon as its owner was there to pick it up. And he could reward himself with an email to Cass. Cass. Dean shut down his PC and headed back to the bay, the smile on his face larger than before. The owner of the Bel Air was 15 minutes past closing. Dean loved Missouri. She was one of his best customers. But of all the nights for her to be late, it had to be this one. She did apologize profusely, and she gave him one of the biggest tips she had ever given him for a rainy day. But damn, he wanted to be home 45 minutes ago. He pulled out a beer as his laptop booted up and logged into his emails. There were no new emails from A&D, which was strangely disappointing. But he opened Cass's previous email to respond to it. "'Cass, you don't have to apologize. I understand how lawyers can be. I just really, really lucked out with mine. Also, we can do it so quickly because we're also based out of Palo Alto. I run an auto-restoration and detailing shop downtown. I guess it's a small world, huh? I'm surprised we didn't notice you guys until now. This isn't my first purchase from you guys.' I should have seen it on the shipping label when I bought from you before. Also, I love the color idea. Blue is my favorite color, and green's pretty high up there. I trust you to make it work, man. Maybe when I swing by on Friday, you can have a colored version to show me? Also, you didn't weird me out at all. If it's too weird to talk to me about those kinds of things because Gabe can see it, you're more than welcome to email me privately. You know, if it's not too weird. I'll catch you later, Cass. Dean. Dean. Dean exhaled the breath he didn't know he was holding. What did he just send?
1: If you want to know if it's the truth, then, my friend, you are going to need proof. Come up with a test. Yeah,
0: you need a test. Gabe sauntered into the office, looking like the cat that ate the canary. So, Cass, check the email this morning? I just got in. Cass looked up from the mold he was checking. Why? You didn't even check it last evening? Cass blushed, the tips of his ears going bright red. I knew it. Gabe pulled out a lollipop from his pocket. how do you like that little email from Dino? Quite the smitten kitten you've got there, and he hasn't even met you yet. He unwrapped the sucker and popped it in his mouth. I don't know what you're talking about, Gabriel. Cass looked back at the mold and cracked it open. He just offered to discuss things that we have in common. Gabe laughed. You keep telling yourself that, Cass. I could read the awkward crush in that email. It was adorable. Like one of those Disney movies I make fun of you for liking. Are you done annoying me yet? Did you email him back from your private email so I couldn't see it? Gabe waited for an answer. That would be a no. So why don't you finish cracking, setting whatever you're doing to those molds? email him back and let him know that things are set for tomorrow and then flirt. Or talk to him, whichever one he's enjoying. Gabriel started to turn away but stopped. Oh, and by the way, you should go look up what he ordered, Castiel. Cass's head shot up. Gabe never called him by his full name, not even when he was mad at him. He sat down the mold and bolted to his office. Cass impatiently tapped his foot as his laptop took forever to boot. He cursed knowing that Gabe was getting in his head, making him impatient and making everything seem slower when it was running fine. The laptop came on, and Cass quickly pulled up their inventory system and searched for Impala 67. He had two orders, the custom order they were currently filling and... Angel of Thursday. Fuck. Cass slumped into his chair before hitting his head on his desk. At least it wasn't Gabe. Cass sat there for a moment. Fuck. He stormed out of the room and into Gabe's office. Why the hell did you tell me this? At least you two know you're compatible sexually? Gabe shrugged. I mean, really. You should see the comment he left on the store. I can't email him after knowing that. Cass started to pace. I can't face him. He's going to be freaked out. He's going to... Cass! Cass! Sit down and shut up. Cass sat in the chair in front of Gabe's desk. What is he coming here tomorrow to do? Sign a contract. For what? To let us sell a dildo of his dick on the shop. Cass muttered, Yeah, go email the guy. Tell him how excited you are to meet him tomorrow. Work on your molds and then go home and play with your toy. Prep yourself. Cass blanched at the suggestion. I'm meeting him tomorrow. Joke, Cass. It was a joke. Now get back to work. And breathe. Cass left the office and went back to the mold room. Gabriel told him what he needed to do, but not necessarily in what order. He finished cracking the first mold. It was the knotted dick that he had made. The second was another morning star. Why people liked this one, he would never know. The third was the prototype for Dean. Dean. He wanted to run a test to make sure it would fill the gaps correctly, and it turned out amazingly. Cass smiled, proud of his creation. Now all he had to do was email Dean again. Cass sat down in front of his computer and pulled up his personal email. He really did want to get to know Dean better, and perhaps this was the first step. 2. Impala underscore 67 at W-A-R-A-D dot com From Cass aot at com, Dean, you said it would be okay to email you from a private email address, and I hope the offer still stands. It's been really nice getting to know you over the past week, and I'm really looking forward to meeting you tomorrow. If it isn't too forward, I was wondering if you would be interested in grabbing dinner after the meeting. I would like the opportunity to get to know you even better. If you're not interested, I promise this has no effect on our offer whatsoever. Cass. Cass clicked send before his mind could tell him that this was a bad idea. He closed his eyes and leaned back in his chair, wondering if he had done the wrong thing. Then his computer beeped, letting him know he had an email. Cass, I would love that. See you tomorrow, Dean. Cass fell backward and out of his chair as his heart leaped with excitement. The next day, Cass was the tightly sprung coil of nervous energy. It didn't help that Gabe kept picking on him, or that Michael decided that if he had to be at the office for part of the day, he might as well make it all day. By his fifth cup of coffee, Gabe cut him off the caffeine. "'Gabe, what did you do to Cass?' Michael observed carefully, as though he were about to snap at any moment. "'Wasn't me,' Gabe shrugged. "'He did this to himself.' "'No, you did this, Gabe.' You suggested that I asked him out. Cass picked at his fingernails, trying to calm himself down. Whoa there, I suggested you email Dean back. Never did I put those four words together. Wait, this is what Cass looks like when he has a crush? Michael smirked. This is your doing, Gabe. You all act like it's always my fault. Gabe looked at his phone. They should be here any minute. So that's my cue to leave. Cass stood up while Michael pulled on his shirt and sat him back down. Nope, we need you here, as the artist and the supposed QA department. Hold on, we never said we were introducing QA. Cass looked back and forth between Gabe and Michael pleadingly. I mean, I can't. He's going to think I only asked him out because of his dick. Then come down off of the sex high before you send an email like that again, Castiel. Michael chided. And we won't bring it up if they don't bring it up, so both of you keep your mouth shut. The front door chimed, and Gabe stepped out of the room to go greet Dean and his lawyer. As he walked them in, the first was an attractive giant of a man with long floppy hair, dressed in a suit that wasn't precisely tailored to him but was close enough to pass. There was no way that was Dean. The second man, however, took Cass's breath away. He was dressed in a neat, dark gray henley and dark jeans that flattered him in all the right ways. His brown hair was cut short, but not too short, and Cass could imagine running his fingers through it and gently pulling at it. And his eyes, those green eyes, Cass could get lost. "'Earth to Cass!' Gabe rolled his eyes. "'Jesus, what do I pay you for? This is Dean and his lawyer-slash-brother, Sam.' Cass stood up and shook Sam's hand, then Dean's hand, the latter sending electricity through his body. It's a pleasure to meet you both. Sam nodded while Dean smiled and replied, Same, Cass. It's nice to put a face to the name. Cass sat back and let the lawyers do their discussion over the contract. He was only there as a formality, and his attention was on Dean. He knew that Dean caught him staring a couple of times, but in all honesty, Cast didn't care. Dean was literally sex-on-legs attractive, and from what he had gathered from all the emails throughout the week, nerdy, charming, and kind. And yes, Dean had a fantastic dick. So sue him. Dean, this is all cut and dry. This is one of the best deals I've seen. You get an upfront payment for the usage and then 25% cut of each one they sell. That's amazing. There's no catch, Sam? None. All right, I'll sign but I want to meet your QA person. Fuck. Gabe was the first to react. Why? I just want to know who to thank for this opportunity. Dean shrugged. I impressed someone enough that they decided to ask you to sell my dick. Michael turned to look at Cass. Well? Cass whimpered. I'm QA. Sam and Dean tilted their head in confusion. "'But I thought you were the artist,' Sam asked. "'He is also our very own Angel of Thursday,' Gabe spoke up. "'He and I were brothers. This is our company. "'We started it to get funding so I could make pornos. "'Michael's our brother, too. "'Just tries to look like the presentable one, and he only does the lawyer bits.' "'Dean looked over at Cass and turned bright red. "'Angel of Thursday?' "'Cass nodded. "'Gabe bit his lip as he tried to stifle back laughter.' "'So, let me get this straight. You two are the only employees of the company?' Sam asked. "'Was the QA thing made up?' "'Nope. With the exception of the other two angel-named dildos, Cass here has QA'd everyone we sell. He puts his foot down on those two, and I don't blame him.' Cass wished that the earth would open up and swallow him whole. He buried his face in his hands and tried to hide behind Michael. He could hear Sam and Dean whispering to each other, then a pen scratching on paper.' It was a pleasure to meet you all. Sam's voice carried gently through the room. Michael elbowed Cass, causing him to look up and take Sam's hand to shake it. I'll walk you out, Sam. Michael patted Cass's back and followed Sam out of Gabe's office. Cass closed his eyes and let his head fall down forward, before hearing a cough to his side. He turned to look and saw Dean standing in the doorway. We still on for dinner? Cass looked over to Gabe, who was looking over the contract. He held up one finger, then pointed to the door. Cass didn't need to be told twice. He stood up from his chair and moved quickly to the door, where Dean took Cass's hand into his own. What do you say we blow this popsicle stand and go find someplace to talk? Cass nodded, his own words failing him. He allowed himself to be pulled behind Dean and out into the parking lot. Outside, he saw the reasoning for Dean's email address a gorgeous black 1967 Chevy Impala. Admiring my baby, Cass. Cass nodded and smiled. She's gorgeous. Now I understand why you work with cars for a living. You take good care of them. He opened the passenger side door and slid in. Dean had already slid into the driver's seat. I take good care of other things, too. Dean smiled while biting his bottom lip. Look, I don't usually do it this way, but you and me, we got all weekend to figure out what we want. Right now, I'm more thirsty than I am hungry, and you are a tall drink of water. Cass sighed. "'Lust pooling up in his belly. "'I want that. Please. "'I only live about a mile down the road.' "'Yeah, Cass, we can go there.' "'Dean pulled out of the parking lot "'and followed the quick directions Cass provided him. "'Dean pulled into a spot, "'and the two of them walked briskly towards the door, "'attempting to maintain their composure. "'They made quick work of the stairs to Cass's apartment.' And for once, Cass was able to get the keys in his door and unlock it without fumbling or having issues. The door barely shut behind them when Dean was pawing at Cass's shirt, undoing the bare amount of buttons necessary to pull the shirt over his head. Dean stopped and stared at Cass's chest, tracing his fingers down and over his abs. I didn't know what to expect when I walked in, Cass. Dean pulled off his own shirt and pressed himself against Cass. But you... You have exceeded everything I imagined. Cass pulled Dean in for a kiss, their lips and tongues battling for dominance as Dean started to unbutton their pants. Cass reluctantly broke the kiss. I do have a bedroom, you know. Lead the way. Dean smirked as Cass took his hand and led him back to the bedroom. They finished stripping each other, discarding the rest of their clothes haphazardly around the room. Cass pushed Dean back onto the bed. Dean, you're beautiful. He crawled on top of Dean, kissing his way up Dean's stomach and chest before nibbling and biting on his neck and earlobe. What do you want, Dean? Tell me what you need. Dean whimpered, his fingers tracing along Cass's arms and chest. I want to feel your mouth on my cock. Please, Cass. Cass kissed Dean before sliding down his body discovering spots with his tongue that made Dean moan and squirm. As he got down to Dean's cock, he licked from the base to the tip before slowly sliding his lips around the head. Beautiful expletives and other nonsense escaped Dean's lips as Cass's lips moved their way back and forth along Dean's length. Cass's hands pinned down his hips to keep him from thrusting upward and breaking the rhythm that he was working. Cass, please... I'm close. So close. Dean moaned. Cass pulled off. Then I guess that means I need to stop. No, Cass, please. Dean whimpered. Please. Cass kissed the inside of Dean's thigh, before gently biting it, causing Dean to squirm in his grasp. Dean, can I taste you? Cass kissed the other thigh. Please. Cass, yes. Yes. Touch me, taste me, do it. Cass didn't need to be told twice. He slowly licked at Dean's ass, prodding and pressing at it with his tongue. Dean relaxed, and Cass was able to fervently worship, adding one finger, then another while lapping at the formerly furled rosebud. Dean. Cass pulled away for a moment. There's a bottle of lube in the nightstand. Can you grab it and a condom for me? Dean chuckled as he stretched up to the nightstand. Do I get to feel the real Angel of Thursday? You've been getting the full experience this whole time, Dean. Cass laughed. Cass is short for Castiel, the Angel of Thursday. So I've been touched by an angel, Angel? I can just not fuck you, Dean. Cass threatened, a mischievous glint in his eye. You wound me. Dean tossed a condom and the bottle of lube to Cass, who had taken the opportunity to stand up. Cass ripped open the condom and slid it over his cock before lubing up his fingers. How much practice have you had, Dean? With you, Dean swallowed hard. I've played with it a couple of times. And how much do you have to prep yourself? Cass slid one of his fingers back inside of Dean slowly. Three fingers, and I still have to stretch and spread them a bit. Cass smiled wickedly. You know... "'Angel of Thursday doesn't sell that often. "'Many people don't think they can handle it. "'Can you handle it, Dean?' "'I can handle the toy. "'I want the real thing, Cass. Please.' "'Cass slid a second finger in, "'thrusting and rotating and spreading them. "'He carefully slid a third finger in, "'feeling Dean quivering and clenching around him. "'You sure you want it, Dean?' "'Cass thrust his fingers back and forth.' his middle finger gently playing over Dean's prostate. Please, Cass, I need it. I need you. You asked what I needed, I'm telling you. Cass spread his fingers as wide as they could go one last time before sliding them out. He squirted some more lube onto his hand and thoroughly coated his cock. Last chance, Dean, because once I'm in there, I'm not going to want to come out. Jesus, Cass, stop being a fucking tease and get inside, please. Please. Cass chuckled and lined himself up with Dean's beautiful stretched ass. He slowly pressed in, grabbing Dean's hips as he slid in past the first muscle ring. Dean cried out, his back arching as Cass sunk deeper and deeper inside of him. Cass bottomed out, his body going still as Dean adjusted to the size inside of him. Still good, Dean. Mm. Dean hummed out his confirmation. Ready. Cass kissed Dean's chin. For me, he gently bit down on a nipple to move. Dean nodded as he wrapped his legs around Cass. Cass pulled out slowly, causing Dean to whimper and whine at his absence. His first thrust back in was slow and deliberate, lining himself up to keep hitting against Dean's prostate. Dean let out a sinful moan as Cass slid back in, causing Cass to all but lose it. Each thrust was shorter, harder, more deliberate, every single one pulling a noise out of Dean that was music to Cass's ears. Dean pleaded with Cass again. I'm close again, Cass. I'm going to come. Then come for me, Dean. I want to feel you come on my cock. Cass held on tighter to Dean's hips, his thumbs marking the skin from his grip. Dean gripped into the blanket looking for something to ground him as his body spiraled out of control from the orgasm Cass forced from his body. His cum marked both of them, splashing on their chests and stomachs as Cass finished a few thrusts later, almost collapsing on top of Dean. Damn, Cass. Dean pulled him down for a kiss. That was awesome. I don't think I can go back to the toy knowing I've had the real thing. A throaty chuckle escaped Cass, and he slid out of Dean, collapsing next to him. I'm sorry I set the bar so high for a toy. Nope, you've set the bar high for pretty much anything and anyone. Dean scooted closer to Cass, testing the waters for after-sex cuddles. He was rewarded with Cass sliding his arm underneath of him and pulling him closer. Well, I guess then you should leave another five-star review. Why's that, Cass? I'm pretty sure you just got the best toy in the whole shop. The end. Thank you so much for listening.
1: If there's a question test if somebody says they figured it out and they're leaving any room for doubt come up with a test yeah you need a test
0: Are you sure My... i'm way too hyper to be recording this right now at least he would get some of his an anime at least he would get some at least he would get some at least he would get some of his animation. <laughs> At least he would get some of his animation chops in on this piece. If only his professors could see him now. He started sketching out the basics of the piece when the timer went off for the mold. He had started sketching out the basics for the piece. <clears throat> he had started sketching out the basics. He started sketching out the. It would give him. It would give him a break from working with Gabe. It would give him a break from working with Gabe's dick as the bass Pete. Cass grabbed the loop. Targeting his prostate. Email, 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 email. I'm too excited. Dear and Paula, sixty. Oh no! <laughs> it's Cass's voice. hang hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Once you approve the prelim. Once you approve the (laughs) preliminary, once you approve the preliminary sketch, including once you approve the preliminary, once you approve the preliminary, (laughs) I said it right. Once you approve the preliminary sketch. (laughs) Okay. So here's the problem. I say it right. But then I'm listening to myself to make sure I said it right, and I mess up the next words, or I just don't say next words. So that's what happens. Thank you, thank you very much. Once you approve the pre- once you approve the preliminary sketch included in this email. Does oh, it including? Once you approve the preliminary sketch included in this email. Right, and you're not going to scare him away with all that talk. Right, and you're not going to scare him away with all that talk of his phallus. Right, and you're not going to scare him away with all that talk of. <sighs>